the NCHC.TV studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live. Behind the masks, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Stop in for lunch, cater your next event, or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. The Tag Creative Group. Search T-G-R-A-N-R-U-D at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly, with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza, sign up for our Crunch Club at jetspeats.com and have special deals delivered straight to your inbox. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Live from the NCHC.TV studios presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us on this Super Bowl Sunday. Scott Strandy with you in uh, beautiful Carlsbad, California, where uh, life has gotten much better after a week's worth of rain. Uh, 63 degrees, sunshine, beautiful ocean breeze. Couldn't ask for much more unless you were at the beautiful Long Island palatial estate of one Paul Hornstein. Paul, how are you? And are you ready for uh, another night of College Hockey West Live? What 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 palatialism? What are you talking about? Oh, did you miss that place again? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> how was the weekend? Um, it was, you know, uh, trying to get keep up with everything. Um, okay. Trying to get, you know, I get all these games to watch while you're out gallivanting along the beach, in the Interstate Five, you know, with the top down and the radio on and just kind of moseying along the five. Oh, okay. Something like that. <laughs> not, not quite, not quite that, but, really? um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it sounds like, you know what things have been really cool. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I started a little Twitter something or other. Um, right. it, it's gone absolutely bonkers we're going to get to that in about 15 minutes can i just read you a couple of numbers that you might be interested in oh whatever yeah all right, yeah. All right. post activity on one post 23 hours ago Fifty-five thousand four hundred ninety-two impressions 883 engagements 119 likes 32 reposts and 26 comments along with 142 profile visits for one very simple tweet, uh, X, whatever, that I put out there. Um, things kind of got a little crazy. <laughs> Maybe. 
So, first of all, I didn't know there were that many people interested in college hockey, so I'm excited about that. I really well, that's am. one. Um, two is maybe the topic will create some um, discussion that gets us somewhere that that makes some changes. Can I say, or uh, you know, something of the sort. Uh, but anyway, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Games were played this weekend, Paul. Right. A um, couple of sweeps in the teams in our coverage area. Four of our teams had bye weeks. And a couple split and one playing tonight. It was weird. <laughs> one more weekend games. of this stuff, and then it's all done. Then, then we're in playoff mode, my friend. Oh, well, if you're certain teams, you've been in playoff mode now for a few weeks. <laughs> oh, don't open that can of worms yet. Okay. Uh, just let's saying. start. Let's start by going going to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and Midco Arena, where the uh, the uh, Vikings, Augustana yeah. Vikings, yeah, got a sweep. Their yeah, first some... sweep in their new building. Yeah, no, it's good for them. Um... You know, it came at the hands number. of St. Thomas, though, Paul, and that's kind of mixed emotions for us, isn't it? Well, it's mixed emotions for, yeah, for us, yes, and one. Uh, two, it's also mixed emotions for us because, you know, well, we like chaos. <laughs> we also like and Rico. We're still, we're still waiting. On. We like Rico and Rabs, and I can call them Rabs. Um. <sighs> yeah. Um, we're still kind of waiting for a clarification on this whole thing. Like, what if, you know, because as of right now, there's only two teams in that league that are over the 500 mark for the season. Now, obviously, that could change come playoff time. But what if St. Thomas wins the conference championship and plays somebody else other than Minnesota State in that conference championship. So now, here's the now. If I'm in the other leagues, okay. First of all, uh, the Big Ten that one year didn't let ASU play in their conference tournament because the last thing they wanted was ASU to get hot for a one for a couple of weeks. Now nobody knew they were going to get suffer all those injuries and. And get worn, well, we knew they would be worn down, but certainly not as, uh, you know, decimated by the injuries as they were uh, as they got through that season. But ASU was never going to be allowed, was not allowed, from the beginning of the season, they said ASU can't play in the conference tournament. Because they didn't want ASU to win the Big Ten conference tournament. But they now, did they, want them. They did want them to be the opponents of all their teams multiple times. Well, on the road. again, they agreed. To, uh, listen, I, I, you know, I, it's 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 a it's a mixed bag, right? ASU got to play that year because of what they agreed to with the Big Ten. But true, why would you not allow? them to play in the tournament that year considering the circumstances okay <laughs> well, that's fine well, we know we're, we're, listen <sighs> you know it is what it is uh, but St. Thomas 
who is a member of the CCHA, right? But can't you know they tried to get a waiver from the NCA, and that's uh, we could probably do a whole show on that too. But might be and right now they're not even over five hundred. Again, if you win the conference tournament, that's one thing, because we've seen it in basketball, we've seen it in the other sports. If you win your conference tournament, you get the automatic bid, regardless of what your record is. That's fine. That's the setup. That's the rules going in. But now if you're the other five leagues or teams that are. What if you're a really good independent team? Well, yeah, if you're not affiliated with, with, with a league and now you have a team that A, doesn't win the conference tournament and is also not over 500. Oh, how is that? You know, how is that not? You know, how is you know, again, I don't make the rules. I'm just asking the questions. <laughs> how is it open for an answer? <laughs> yeah, open for an answer. So how but how is that legitimate if you're not a 500 or better team and you don't win your well you lost in the championship game okay but the thing is you lost in the championship game then don't let minnesota state play in the state conference tournament i mean st thomas play in the conference tournament don't let them play oh you big bully that's what you are just a big bully no i'm, I'm not being a bully i'm just <laughs> Well, I want somebody to be a bully besides me because apparently I spurred on some things that make everybody think I'm a big, stupid bully because I, I made an, an observation. And, boy, am I a stupid bully. We'll get to that. Well, um, By the way, good for good for Augustana. Yeah. You know, good for August. Good for them. Um, you know, uh, trying to establish something in their new building. Um, and right now they took down for the weekend what was the big dog in the conference. Um, now they're still, now Minnesota State is in front, but St. Thomas still has two games in hand, only down one point. And Bemidji has two games in hand, too, uh, only being down three points. So, um, can I give you a name that I've said a couple of times more than that, um, this season, but. Arno Vachon, um, the guy that they named captain, um, you probably heard a month ago or so when I interviewed um, Coach Rabs. I can call him Rabs, by the way. Uh, when I <laughs> when I interviewed him, um, he said we knew that that Arno was going to be our captain all along, but it had to come from the players. So it wasn't fair for us coaches or myself to name the. Uh, the uh, head coach uh, for the head coach to name the captain he wanted the players to recognize that arno was going to be the leader that's what he thought and lo and behold he was and is he not the epitome of a leader got the overtime goal and that overtime win he's just been a rock for that team as a grad student came over to help them start a program knew that he wasn't going to be able to play in an ncaa tournament knew that coming in but yet was willing to uh, to play a fifth year 
and help this program get off the ground. Now, listen, you got to find those kind of players, right? You, you, you know that. Um, and, you know, I don't remember where he was before that. Colgate. Colgate, you know, and they made, and he did have a chance to play in the NCAA tournament last year. So can I tell you a fun, fun fact? Oh he he, yeah. he played the first game at Arizona State's Mullet Arena for Colgate last year. Okay. <laughs> just a fun fact. <laughs> I didn't say there was anything great about it. Just had a fun fact. And then he I played was. there like a month ago. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I love Arno and the job that he does, but we'll be here all night if we continue on this path. So congratulations to Augustana. Um Nick Rapoon, their great SID, asked me, he said, hey, when are you coming to Augustana? I said, I'm trying, I'm trying, trying to get there by the end of the month or um, the last weekend of the month or first weekend of March um, when you got some home games. He goes, hey, no problem. I got a spot saved for you whenever you get here. Nice. That's the way it works with really good SIDs. And they have a good one at Augustana. Okay. Uh, Arizona State won a couple of games, Paul. Yeah, a couple of games uh, they needed to win. Obviously, they still have six more they need to win. You know, maybe there'll be some controversy about it or not. I don't know. No, no, I'm um, sure not. But <laughs> it, it, this is a situation where if you watch the games, styles make fights is the old expression. Yeah, yep. And I, I thought that, you know, and they have to play them, obviously, two more times. But... They're a tough matchup for ASU. Um, it, they just are. Right? They don't make mistakes. They're physical. They're big. Um, they lock down the middle of the ice. They're 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 very well coached, um, and we know that. Um, it just for whatever that, reason. Let Let me tease uh, where we're going next after this, but. Um, apparently they're they're a cupcake, from what I've well, been told yes. on Twitter. They're they're a cupcake well, yes. and really part of a joke. Yes. So, you know, uh, Fairbanks, you didn't hear that from me, Coach Largan. You didn't hear that from me. I just merely repeated what fifty five thousand people have been telling me. Um, well, a bunch of them anyway. On my Twitter account. Yeah. So anyway. Um, <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> what a tangent. Anyway, well, uh, so what? Gibson Homer gets to start Friday night, gets right. a shutout, gets a shutout, gets to start again Saturday night, right? Gets Played a well. win. Do we have a goalie controversy, Paul? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, do you? Uh, it, what? This wouldn't be the first time in hockey somebody rode the hot goalie. Yeah. No, you know, not. I, I don't know. I, I I can't sit here for sure, and and tell you that 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 the plan all along wasn't for the weekend to be split in net. We 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 knew that 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 Homer was going to start on Friday night, but again, you know, we we don't know who was supposed to start Saturday because that question was never asked, and that's fine. I, you know, coach is not going to. You know, give, I don't give know if he divulged it anyway, Paul. I don't know if he would have divulged it. No, exactly. Um, 
you know, because if you say something, then you cause a controversy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But you know, after after Gibson throws a shutout on Friday night, how do you not bring him back? And we love TJ. Yeah, absolutely. So do a lot of people in the country, by the way. You know, I mean, so I don't, you know, but, you know, if a guy gets shut out, you got to bring him back the next night. You, you, and he, you just, you know, and he's been hot ever since, you know, he came in in relief. You know, in, 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 I was it one of the Lindenwood games that he come in in relief or he started one of the Lindenwood games. I think he started the second Lindenwood game and he's been, you know, he's been on fire. So how do you not play him? You know, like I said, he threw, he threw the second shutout, the, the shutout on Friday night. What are you going to do? You got to bring him back the next night. Again, yep. Yep. this is not, like I said, we love TJ. You no, know, it's nothing. It's nothing against TJ. It's just like right. you said earlier. It's riding the hot hand. Um, if, if you've got a goaltender that's on fire, you got to yeah. go with it until he tells you Absolutely. he's not on fire anymore. Right. So, you know, there, there's that. That's involved. And I, I thought, and it's weird because, you know, if you look at the shot totals on a Friday night, yeah, Fairbanks. Uh, had a lot of them, but I didn't sit here watching the game and be like, wow, how are they not putting the puck in the net? It wasn't one of those nights where, you know, where it was just unbelievable pressure in the offensive zone for Fairbanks. They were good. I thought they were probably the better team for most of that game on Friday. Not so much better that it was a miracle that ASU won the game. But I thought they were the slightly better team. Uh, whereas Saturday night, I thought ASU was definitely the better team. They got the, you know, they got the power play working, and we can get into that if you want. <laughs> um, but um, it's amazing what happens when you get traffic in front and you shoot from the high slot as opposed to uh, trying to make every shot from the exact same spot. But, yeah, yep, absolutely. So that one is a sweep for uh, Arizona State. Uh, most people would like to say that um, they're still in the hunt for a, uh, a spot in the tournament. I don't know. Uh, I've looked at these numbers over and over again. I don't know. Um, all you can do is control. Knows. All you can do is control what you can control, which is continue exactly. to win. But it would be a travesty, Paul, if they win the next six games and post a mark of 26, 6, and 6, and don't get into the tournament. That will be a travesty. I'm going to get into this in just a minute. Um, but anyway, I'll leave it on that. Let's jump to Air Force, because Air Force uh, had a home series, and they got a split. What did you see in Air Force? Or hear from Air Force? Uh, they got a split with, with Sacred Heart. And again, uh, Air Force had a little rough stretch here. Uh, going into this series with, with Sacred Heart, they'd been hot. They'd won six of seven before this last four-game losing streak uh, that they snapped on Saturday night, shutting out Sacred Heart. Okay, which you know, which kind of dropped them in the standings a little bit. 
but you know they're still there. You know they're still in in place to get a first round home series, and that's really what they're playing for right now. Um, they're not so far out of it. Like Bentley's only a point ahead, but they've played two more games. Right? Um, they have some games in hand on Sacred Heart and Holy Cross, but it you know with only a few weeks left in the season, I don't see how they really catch them. Um, but you know they're trying to stay ahead of AIC and trying to catch Bentley. So they're gonna they're gonna be in a dogfight. To get that, you know, one of those first round home series. Yeah, for sure. So see what happens. So I have fifty five thousand friends that would like this question answered. Okay. Um, is Air Force and um, um, Sacred Heart would they be considered cupcakes, Paul? Uh obviously. <laughs> okay. Okay. You Obviously, it. They, they, they're not blue bloods. <laughs> they don't play in the Big Ten. <laughs> okay. You know. uh, next time I next time we have Coach on, we'll uh, remind him that maybe he should bring some cupcakes. Well, I like cupcakes. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. Yeah, I'm a the big cupcakes. Cupcakes are delicious, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, anyway, um, Omaha had a series this weekend. How did the Omaha uh, boys do this weekend? Well, listen, they got to split on the road. They lose Friday night, win in overtime on Saturday. You know, uh, I, they were um, not very good on 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 Friday, um, especially in the second and third period where Western took it to them. And that's a tough place to play. We everybody, you know, that that is a. I know it's your favorite. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Sure is. Sure. I know what you're and, and I'll give them I'll give them an A for enthusiasm, but where I struggle with uh, with Western is I think they push it a little too far. I think they get a tad bit too personal um, in their chants and and things, and um, so that that's my and, and maybe I haven't given them a fair chance, but I just get a little they're just a little too ragged for me. Well, but anyway, I, yeah, that's well, neither here nor there at this you point. Have, you haven't watched too many games and. In the five boroughs, so you know. <laughs> um, so, Paul, let me ask you this: Would Omaha and Western Michigan be considered cupcakes in your mind? Well, obviously. Okay. Okay. Just checking. You know, uh, well, when we talk not, to their coaches, too, we'll we'll tell them that we should probably know, ask. They're, the cupcakes. They're, they're they're not one of the M schools. Okay. Just checking. You Just know, want to check not, on it. They're not BU or BC. <laughs> And, you know, only those schools are allowed to be considered non-cupcakes. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad we got a good, clear definition for the 55,000 plus that keep asking me or not asking right. me. They just simply tell me. Um, oh, boy. That, let's go to Lindenwood because they played Stonehill. And um, I'll, I'll preface my rant a little bit on that right now. Stonehill was the the – the name that people wanted to throw out over and over and over again when I get to my point here. Um, and team mystery. I, well, they are, okay? But um, they're, they're new. They're relatively new to the, to the NCAA hockey scene. They're trying. They're trying to build. 
Um, I believe you said that they have more money than a lot of people, so they should be okay financially. But uh, they're having a tough time on the ice right now. They uh, got really shellacked by Lindenwood on uh, Friday night, 10 to 1 or whatever that score was. Then, was. Um, then they rebounded, and um, they won their first game. They beat the they Lindenwood Lions in a, a a thriller to the end, right? Well, it was it was right there. I mean, um, the the it, uh, they got an empty net goal. Stonehill did with uh, thirty seconds or so left to to put it away after uh, Lindenwood made it three to two, pulling the goalie with a minute and a half to go. Um, but you know, you play, right? I just, and you know, maybe, and this is just from a very outsider's perspective, maybe when they put 10 up the night before, they might not have had the focus they did going in to the Saturday night. And again, I'll I'll say that there's still team mystery. Okay, nobody, nobody really, you know, has an idea of what they're doing. And I'm not saying they don't know what they're doing, but they're not very public about what they're doing. You know, you don't see a lot of interviews with their coach. You know, they, they, they don't, you don't hear, I, I mean, I mean, I guess that's the best way to put it. I mean, yeah. they, you know, and maybe they do have a plan and I'm sure they do. Okay. Well, you know, I think, I was, go ahead. You know, again, I was told, you know, cause I don't really know anything about the school, but people I know do know. That they're a school, a small school with money, like some others, like Augustana and St. Thomas, and and so forth. Um, but they're not as so Paul upfront with what they're doing, and that's I mean that's their prerogative, I guess. I, I wish I wish they would be a little more public, but that's their choice. So, so Paul, let me ask you this: Would you consider Stonehill? an NCAA hockey program to be a cupcake. <sighs> I, I, you got to go out and play the game, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I uh, wanted to throw Listen, that out 62 there. 62 Mets won 25% of their games. They're okay. considered the worst team in baseball history. They still won 25% of their games. Because you still have to go out and play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This team, you know, again. Did they win a World schedule. Series after that? Did they, they, they come did. around and be a world champion? Yeah, they, I think they were the fastest okay. team to a world championship, you know, expansion okay. at that point. Right. Just checking. Just checking. Um, so, anyway, uh, up in Anchorage, Alaska this weekend, there's a, a battle going on between uh, uh, two teams that we cover. The LIU. Sharks and the uh, Anchorage Seawolves. How is that going tonight, Paul? 
Well, let's see. LIU won last night. They got a power play goal to win a two to one game. Uh, you know, uh, it's a tough tough night to to be playing with the Super Bowl going on, but it is what it is. Oh, there's a Super Bowl going on. I know you're shocked. Oh. Well, again, once again, we are. Uh, you know, I thought it was the the formation of the Taylor Swift fan club well, at Allegiant yeah, well, Stadium well, in in Las Vegas. We'll ask Stephen; he'll know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. But, uh, so, how how are things going tonight in Anchorage? Um, as we speak, and again, the game will be long over by the time most people hear this. Yeah, uh, Anchorage yep. is winning one nothing early in okay. the second period. So, okay, there you go. Um, North Dakota, Denver, off, off, Colorado College, off, all off, yeah, for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, they will be back in action and be ready to make their push runs starting next week. Um, what's Arizona State doing next week, Paul? They're off. Okay. And then where do they go after that, Paul? They go up to Fairbanks for another two games. Oh. Okay. Um, we already discussed the cupcake situation there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I think this is a great time to take a break. And then I'm going to come back. And, uh, and by the way, again... Yeah, you know, we, we we people like to forget that there were, you know, there's a league that exists now based on a fact on the fact that uh, they didn't want to go up to Fairbanks and Anchorage. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Banks it towards the goalie. Score. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey.
From the NCHC.TV studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcasts, College Hockey West Live. Indeed it is, College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight in beautiful Carlsbad, California. My co-host is always from the big, beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Um, Paul, we got through the first half. Um, I don't know if this can be fun, educational, both, um, angering, frustrating. There's about a thousand different ways you could go with this. But let me clarify how things got started under this. Right, that I'm um, not in a palatial estate. Right, okay, oh, got it. Okay, okay. You're in the basement. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, 23 hours ago, uh, I posted uh, this after Arizona State won their 20th game. I said, um, simply, just an observation at NCAA hockey, hashtag pairwise. Five teams in all of NCAA hockey have 20 wins or more. Four of those teams are top nine in the pairwise. One is 19th. This system needs an overhaul. We stand with you at Sun Devil Hockey. Okay. Now, when I put that out there, I was going, well, this is this is pretty pretty passive in my mind, you know. Um, I just basically was looking at the, at the charts, and I've played and watched sports all my life, and I was told from a very young child that you play to win the game. Okay. So your idea is that you're looking to accumulate wins. Now, I grew up in a small town in northern Minnesota, and we had some disadvantages, and we had some advantages over opponents. And, you know, we played in our district and then in our region and then eventually in state in all the different events that uh, were considered high school athletics. Um, there were some teams that we beat badly. There were some teams that beat us badly. There were some teams that we played real close. Um, there was there was a whole gamut. That's the way sports is in most cases. So when I looked at this, and I know, I understand the pairwise. It's been explained to me numerous times and probably in best detail by one Robert Morris head coach, Derek Schooley. Yeah, by um, the way, just with the – just quick shout out to their women's team who had a, a unbelievable season, considering nice. their first year back, making that nice. Yeah, good job. Thank you. Good job. Yeah. Um, so anyway, when I look at the standings of somewhere, um, I usually look at the win column because I've been programmed by that, and I look at the win column and I go, okay, this is X amount of wins versus X amount of losses. Um, they should kind of fall in order, and maybe not all the time, but close. Um, you look at the AHL, and I'll use this as an example. I went to the All-Star game last Monday, Sunday and Monday, and on Saturday night, the uh, Tucson Roadrunners were percentage points, well, not percentage points, I guess, but wins, regulation wins, um, ahead of Coachella Valley, but they were both 58 points on the year. Right. One wasn't 58 and in first, and the other wasn't 58 and in seventh. Huh. I looked at it and I said, boy, they're both right near the top. That's where you'd suspect two teams of 58 points the most in their conf or division. Right. 
So that's how I'm going to preface this, okay? And again, I understand the pairwise. I do. I get it. But you have a system right now that, and I'll use these words. I'm not afraid. It's old, outdated, and archaic. It was put into place, from what I understand, um, to get teams to play more road games. Right. It was put into place when there were no independents. Right. It was all conference teams. Right. So when I see this observation and I look at it closer and closer and I say, how can four teams be in the top 10 or top nine in this case, which I agree, I believe they should be. But then how can you take the fifth team with 20 or more wins and place them down in 19th position where they are not, not only not in the tournament as of right now, but they have a very slim chance of getting in even by winning out. They could finish at 26, 6 and 6, and the computer would say that they're not a good enough hockey team in the NCAA to play in the tournament, play for a championship. Wow. Um, I'm baffled. I'm baffled by it. Uh, I think it should be fixed, however, you have to fix it. A lot of people said, Oh, what's your suggestion? Well, here's the first suggestion put everybody in a conference. Give them all a chance well, to play and win their conference. Wouldn't that be well, simple? It would be. Uh, again, uh, you know what I was told though today. You have you have a, a conference that exists because they didn't want to be in a conference with other teams uh, and stabbed them in the back. I'm sorry. Um, came up with a, a different plan. Yep. So and don't think they've forgotten about that different plan in those places. No. And let me tell you this, um, when I started this company a little more than eight and a half years ago now, uh, my desire and my goal, my mission statement was to try to help grow the game of college hockey. And it led to professional hockey by providing uh, in-depth interviews, um, features, game coverages, all of these different things. But the ultimate goal was to see the growth of hockey. So let me clarify a few things for those people that um, jumped on my Twitter account today. Number one is I am not um, an Arizona State apologist. They don't need me to do that. No. I am not um, asking for sympathy for Arizona State. What I'm asking is for this system, this pairwise RPI, whatever you want to say, PWR, I don't care, whatever they all make up the computer formula, to somehow be adjusted, revised, redone, whatever it may be, to give not only the teams that are independents right now, which currently there are six, right, and for those that come back at me and say, hey, yeah, but Arizona State's going into a conference next year. That's next year. That's not right. this year. Nope. And there's seniors and grad students on that team that are competing to play for a national championship and may or may not be given the opportunity based on an old, outdated, and archaic system. So, but there are also five other teams, and there are teams that are talking about making the move to NCAA hockey. Now, if they can't come in like a Augustana or a St. Thomas and actually have a uh, conference in place, what is the incentive for them to come in? How will they recruit? 
How will they get partners, sponsors? How will they convince their school that this is a good deal if their school takes a look at Arizona State's record this year and says, whoa, they won that many games and they're not in the tournament? Just how is that going to happen? How is that going to grow the game? How is that good for the game of college hockey? Well, I, I, I will tell you that part of the problem is, and people can agree, disagree with me or not, um, ASU is very polarizing in the world of college hockey. Has been from the day they announced they were going. Okay. They either are, uh, people either love the fact that they started a team or they hate the fact that they started a team. How dare they? This is, they're not hockey, they're not a hockey school. How dare they? That big, bad ASU, they're, they're in the desert. They're, they're, no, we, we can't have them have Division One hockey because, you know, they're just not, you know, one of those M places or, or well, that's really where the problem is anyway. So, you know, one in particular, and I don't care <laughs> if they're going to hate me for it or not, but we know this. Well, there are, I'm from there. I'm there, from are, there. there are and a few, there, there, there is some of that a little bit west of there. But not nearly as much as in that one particular place. Okay. Um, so let me read a few of the responses I got today. Um, the latest one came in seven minutes ago. It said, 20 wins is 20 wins, but not all wins are the same. And when you have such a home-loaded week schedule, the value of your 20 wins is significantly less than the other school's with fewer wins. So what this person's telling me is, it doesn't really matter if you win games. It's a matter of who you play and win or lose. Um, this same person or somebody uh, put this in. They said, nah, the system is designed to not give teams credit for racking up wins against cupcakes. Playing six road games out of 32 is week two. You're not going to get rewarded for that nonsense. Okay, got another one. This one came in nine minutes ago, so just you know, a little before this. ASU needed to schedule tougher opponents and have more than six road games on their schedule. Two losses to Niagara last season kept Omaha from the tourney. It's a battle of razor-thin margins. All right, I'm going to stop right there. First of all, ASU didn't get a lot of opportunity to schedule tougher opponents. You know why, Paul? They're an independent, and... The independent does not get to pick and choose who's on their schedule. Do you think Greg Powers sat down and said, "Ah, you know what? Um, I'm not going to play Minnesota. I don't want to play North Dakota. I don't want to play Boston University. I don't want to play Boston College. I don't want plenty of them." Or do you think he sat down and said, "Who can we get to play us?" So that's number one. Uh, and by the way. Two of those teams that they had scheduled were picked preseason second in their conference and preseason third in their conference. Now, those seasons didn't turn out that way or haven't turned out that way, but there's, there you couldn't predict that. No. you were, It was and, predicted to be the other way around. And now let me talk about the home game part of this. Arizona State 
spent the better part of their first six years of existence on the road because nobody would come and play them at Oceanside, and they knew it. They knew it would be difficult to get home games. Well, so, so they the built boy, none of the big boys for the most part would go there. Well, it was hard to get anybody, to be honest. But well, well, um, they, I mean, they had their share of home games. It's just you, you weren't getting the top tier teams to go there. You just right, and then then COVID hit, and they spent a whole season on the road, just so that they could continue to play. And guess what? Grow the game of college hockey. Um, secondly, on that note, uh, these. <sighs> I'm biting my tongue, so just let me uh, gather myself for just a second. Um, when you look at the teams that came to play Arizona State, they earned the right to play them at home. You know why, Paul? Because they played them on the road and they were old return trips. Number two is they built a state-of-the-art facility, dare I say, the Taj Mahal of college hockey in the western half of the U.S. So when you do that, it's not being sympathetic. It's not being asking for rewards, any of the sort. What this is, is the opportunity for you to get some reciprocation. And guess what? There are a lot of teams that like to come out west. The problem is you can't schedule everybody. So you have to take who you get. Now, the third piece of this is, if you've looked at all at college hockey, you know that this is probably the greatest year for parity in all the years of college hockey. It's never been better. Just look at the ties from every team. Well, uh, supposedly, apparently, again, according to um, you know people that obviously know much better than I do, uh, the ties, uh, you know, the, the the fact that, you know, that ASU tied Dartmouth twice is is bad. But, uh, again, they tied Cornell twice. They tied Quinnipiac. They tied Colgate, uh, Clarkson. Uh, you know, so they've done that. They're eight. They played eight ties. Uh, you yeah. know, I don't see it hurt. And, and, and. I, I don't know. Quinnipiac gets a lot of credit because they're playing in the ECAC, which, by the way, has two decent teams in it out of 11. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I think you're doing a big disservice to NCAA hockey and the teams that are playing in it by calling um, a number of those teams cupcakes. Those teams battle and battle hard. And if you go to a game or watch a series – You'll see them fight till the end. Even Stonehill, and I know Stonehill was brought up several times in here about um, one one of the, 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 the replies I got was, hey, um, you tell me who deserves a tournament, a 20-win team that plays BC or a 20-win team that plays Stonehill? Uh-huh. That, that's, that's not even logic. <laughs> that's not even logic. So... Anyway, I, I stirred up uh, a real hornet's nest here, and I hope it goes for good. I hope that people uh, look that's at it. Way, if that's the I way we're going to do one, this, Paul. hold on, hold no. on, hold on. That's the way we're going to do this. Well, then let's let's do this, okay? Uh, let's see. Uh, Twenty win teams that played 
uh, Stonehill. Uh, well, this is what do we got? Teams in the top. Uh, Michigan played Stonehill. Uh, they they clearly then don't belong in the top twenty. You know, in, in anywhere in there, right? I mean, Northeastern, Providence, all the, they they played Stonehill too. I mean, forget them. We can't have that, right? I mean, you can't do that. So, um, you know. <laughs> anyway, so that, uh, like that one should knock two teams out of the tournament. I, I got to throw a couple. I got to throw a couple of things at you as well. Uh, this one came in about 25 minutes ago. It's from uh, an Omaha a person. And we love Omaha. We cover. But they uh, they stated this. Uh, Omaha uh, went 21-17-0 and in the 2021-22 season in the toughest conference in college hockey and didn't make the NCAA tournament. No one was sympathetic. My response to that is, first of all, who said we were looking for sympathy? And secondly is, are you trying to tell me that 21 wins and 17 losses is equal to 20 wins and 6 losses? Are you trying to tell me that those are equal numbers, no matter who you play? Because they aren't. Well, obviously. They aren't. And that was their overall record that year, 21-17-0. And, oh, my goodness, that conference must have been brutally tough because – you lost 17 times, and you know what? You should have been in the tournament. And again, let me clarify for people that are asking. I am not sitting here on a soapbox and saying Arizona State should be in the tournament. What I'm saying is it looks ridiculous for your sport when you have only five teams out of 64 that have amassed 20 wins at this point in the season. And I know it's not over. I know that. I'm just saying my observation at this point is how can four of them be top nine and the fifth be 19th? That's all I'm saying. Now, if you put Arizona State where they belong, in my book, 10th or 11th, you put them in there, it looks ridiculous. The people from the outside look at it. I mean, it looks fair. It's not ridiculous. People from the outside look at it and they go, yeah, I get it. 20-win teams up in the top 11, I get it. If they play their way out of that, by all means, take them out. But what they have accomplished and what all those teams have accomplished to this point is 20-plus um, wins. Now, let me give you one more. Somebody told me earlier today that, um, well, maybe we shouldn't be looking at them making the tournament, and maybe we should be talking about um, – uh, them winning an overtime game uh, against uh, Lindenwood. Still well, won. guess what? Lindenwood also played a pretty good team in Wisconsin on the road. How'd that one go, Paul? Uh, that was a tie. Yeah, that was also a tie. Right. By the but, way, but the, uh, by but the, the way, answer, just, yeah, go just, ahead. Just uh, to answer your buddy there from Omaha, and again, nothing against Omaha. If you go back and look at their quote unquote schedule, Right, it was Long Island's first year. They were Alaska's first year back. Maine stunk. Right, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, they beat you know they beat Miami. Eight teams that were no good. Uh, they went up again and played at Alaska. Again, right? Oh, you lost to St. Lawrence. That that should kill you right there. Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, so don't. don't well, not only that, games. Paul, but you lost 16 other times. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like you've got this blistering uh, right. 
winning percentage. Right. Don't, don't okay. go there. Let, let me throw a couple more things at you. Um, our friends from Wisconsin Sports said, Lindenwood and Anchorage don't seem to have problems. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Problems um, what? Yeah, I don't know. Then how about this one? Um, this comes from somebody named Ben. Uh, he says, when your schedule is weak, you can't have those results against awful teams. Then he replies, Stonehill is 1-28 and and have lost by an average of over four goals per game. A tie with them is worth, worth like 10 losses, LOL. You also tied Lindenwood and lost and tied with, Miami, with a Miami team that's having the worst season of any NCHC team ever. Now, I, I'm not sure about that. I, I don't have the facts on that. But it seems to me that, that Miami has picked it up in the second half of the year and playing team uh, teams much harder. Um, well, somebody else in, in the business, I'm not going to shout him out. You can look and see if you want. But somebody else in the business said to me, please learn math. <laughs> math is hard, people. I don't know, you can, uh, whoever that is, you can tell them math is hard. Um, and it said, it's who they beat. And it says, another guy says, uh, try having a schedule like UMDs. Then we can talk. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> we want to go, we want to go the vampire route. Um, really? Um, uh, the two ties with Michigan Tech. Um, you know, um. They lost uh, to Cornell uh, twice. How about this one? Lindenwood uh, seems to have no problem scheduling good opponents. Uh, well, because anybody will play somebody on the uh, at home, right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, then, then somebody responds to me with this one. Exactly. This isn't like pro sport where the league chooses their schedule and they have more control of their schedule. They have the 31st SOS in the country. They've also played 32 games. And the 20 wins matter a lot less than others with 20 wins who have played less. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, six, North Dakota, 28. Um, and Asia hasn't really had weeks off. Uh, uh, Wisconsin has played 30. Uh, Michigan State has played 30. All right, so where, what are we talking about? Uh, Quinnipiac has played 29. So, okay. Um, then somebody uh, replied to me and said, the last thing this needs is an overhaul. Arizona has been good and gained, gained the conference. The rest of the Ooh. newbies have some patience. Yeah, you heard it. You heard it. AZ. Is what he put. So clearly, Ooh. he knows he knows Obviously. what he's talking about. Um, another guy said uh, in a reply to something that I posted out there. He said, "Fair point, but they played a series against Denver, CC, Miami, Nebraska, Omaha, Providence, and Cornell. That's twelve solid opponents. They also beat Harvard, who isn't a cupcake. Weak schedule, but they'll probably end up with twenty-five wins. There is a bias here against the West. Uh huh. Again. Uh -huh. Again. Uh -huh. Again. Northern and Merrimack were picked to contend for their league titles. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk, you can't, 
if, if at the beginning of the season, again, we looked at it, and the schedule was a third, a third, a third going in, you know, coming off of last year. In terms here, here. of upper tier, middle tier, and lower tier. They can't help it if, if those, you know, especially those two schools, where if they were doing what was expected, ASU's strength of schedule would be much higher. Okay, so let me give you a couple that you want to chew on. Um, I had a long conversation with this gentleman, Jason Backman. He said that Stonehill is not future growth, in quotes. It's a joke, and no conference is going to take them. St. Thomas and Augustana are good recent examples of who did it right and are actually committed to hockey. He followed up by saying, sure, grow the game, but it has to be strategic. These conferences shouldn't be obligated to pop up programs. Well, you were going to bring this up last? <laughs> yeah. uh, here's a couple more. i got to give you some. Um, well, again, he, I'll tell you there's replied, one league that exists basically because they stabbed schools in the back. Yeah. Then, then he replies to this one. Arizona State found a conference. They'll be just fine. Again, missing the point. Then he said almost half their schedule is against number 45 or lower in the current pairwise. All wins are not created equal. Then he replied, LOL, play someone. <laughs> uh, then, then another one, hockey follower, says, it takes years to find the right fit. I will be curious in, if a Western Conference emerges in the future, if Cali can get their shit together. What? That was a quote, by the way. Um, Cali? Yeah. I believe he means California, but, um, and then this is a former North Dakota player, Gage Osmus, who I respect a whole lot, says when the CHL players are allowed to play college, uh, college hockey, there will be teams added. Yeah, I think so. But okay, where will well, they play? Again, where will they play? All, um, okay. First of all, again, We've touched on that a few times. If 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 Mr. Osmus would like to come on and chat with us about this, um, I'm I'm uh, he obviously uh, has much more firsthand experience than we do or I do. I'm more than happy to 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 get him to come on and 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 because that is a topic that um, is definitely going to hit big time very very soon. And, and I think a lot of people are struggling with this. Um, our good friend Bruce Siski from UMD says, when you don't get the quality wins, you can't have bad losses. Um, guess what? Um, if you don't have a schedule of quote-unquote quality wins, uh, how, how are you supposed to do this? you asking this team to go and not ever lose a game? Because that's unrealistic. Just ask any team out there. It's unrealistic. How many undefeated teams are there, Paul? This year, none. Yeah. How many teams have three losses, Paul? Three? Yeah. Uh, none. How many have four, Paul? One. Okay. So everybody loses games. That's called parity. Um, and then and then another person says, uh, by the way, the pairwise works the pairwise works is you're rewarded more for wins on the road than wins at home. 
So all the home wins aren't actually helping as much. Duh. Hence my saying that this needs an overhaul. Um, or at least a tweaking. Or tweaking. Yeah, it needs something. Um, and uh, let me see. I had a good battle with this gentleman, too. This is the one that gave this one. He says, you know this is true by doing a little stress test to your assertion. Team A has 20 wins against Boston College. Team B has 20 wins against Stonehill. Who should make the tournament? Who's scheduling 20 games against Boston College and who's scheduling 20 <laughs> games against Stonehill? Is that, that's not how it works. It's exactly. dumb. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, then another guy says, all will be resolved when they're in the NCHC. Get 20 wins then and they'll be a lock for the tournament. Okay, but this is um, not strictly about ASU. Exactly. So there we go again. Um, our good friends at the Minnesota State of Hockey quotes me as saying, 20 wins is 20 wins is an under, utterly ridiculous comment that completely overshadows any legitimate and not stupid comment this person makes. I guess he's talking about me. ASU scheduled the season was largely a joke. ASU isn't a tournament caliber team, period. Ooh, you know what that feels like? Would that feel like? That feels like some little irritant under the skin, doesn't it? Because well, again, you're telling me that, that, that the entire schedule that Arizona State played, well, largely a joke. So who who's not a joke? Because a gentleman just pointed out that there are 12 quality opponents. Um, did I mention that ASU also won a tournament at Lake Placid on the road? And beat uh, Cornell to do it? But, okay. You know, well, but, I'm yeah. throwing it out there. Okay. Um, that same gentleman with Minnesota State of Hockey says, the tournament shouldn't be changed because a handful of teams don't have a conference. Change the fact that they don't have a conference. The pairwise is fine. The original point on 20 wins being end, end all is flawed. Who you play matters. <sighs> Should we just say to be continued? Because it, It's I mean, getting to be... Um, well, i got to play one more because uh, uh, i got to give you a couple more because this is to somebody I uh, respect. Joey Zilke, player for Lindenwood, said, um, would ASU have 20 wins with Lindenwood's schedule as an independent? Clearly, we don't know the answer. I think that ASU could have pursued stronger opponents. They rolled the dice with this schedule. We'll see where it leads. Teams plays playing without a conference is ridiculous. That's coming from a player, Paul. What? What? That he's that about teams playing without a conference? Exactly. That's a player in the league currently. Well, again, we're all for everybody being in a league. Okay. Let me let me just give you. We by, uh, we, by the way, just so we know that Merrimack last year finished 14th in the pairwise. By the way, okay. And Northern okay. Michigan was twenty eighth. Let me let me give you the current, and I'll post this uh, at the end of the night. This is twenty four hours into this post. Again, let me read the post. Just an observation at NCAA ice hockey. Hashtag pairwise. Five teams in all of NCAA hockey have twenty wins or more. Four of those teams are top nine in the pairwise. One is nineteenth. We stand with you, Sun Devil Hockey. 61,216 impressions currently, 948 engagements, 
impressions mean that people have looked at it. They maybe haven't made a decision to like it or po repost it, but they've seen it. Okay. That's an impression. Okay. Okay. 150 profile visits, which means there are 150 people that looked at our profile to decide um, what this was, you know, what we were, what we were all about. So thank you. Right. We picked up two new followers who finally, you know, maybe are seeing that we're, we're the gold standard. <laughs> that should well, get something going. That's true. <laughs> but anyway, um, so what I want to throw out to people in closing is thank you for creating this great topic because I had no idea that there were 61,000 people that were interested in a post on college hockey. So that being said, with this door open right now, there should be a lot of intelligent people that want to have a discussion about how we continue to grow this great game that everybody loves. We uh -huh. love college hockey. That's we why do. I started a business to help it grow and flourish. We do. And, we do. Um, Absolutely. and I think it's time that we have some discussions and I'm not saying throw out the pairwise. I'm just saying you got to figure out something. And my first step, if it's a small one would be give the independent teams a voice. How do they get a voice, Paul? They play in a tournament at the end of the year, just like every other conference. You take all of them in, you, uh, you seed them according to their record, and you let them play it out. And one of those teams gets spot 16 in the 16-team tournament. Then... Play-in game, as somebody else suggested. Yeah, well, okay, I would settle for that. But I don't get why you can't give them a spot, especially if well, there's five, six, or more. If there's yeah. six or more... They deserve a spot in the tournament. And if they have to battle it out with themselves, being the, I don't know, the, um, I'm not going to say it, but you know what I mean, the the lower end of the food chain, so to speak. Which, by the way, I don't think Lindenwood feels that way. I don't think Stonehill feels that way. I don't think the two Alaskas feel that way. I don't think Long Island feels that way. And I certainly don't think Arizona State feels that way that they're second-class citizens in ncaa hockey so let's quit treating them like that i'm done well, I, I, well we're not <laughs> but at least for tonight we are you ready i'm ready from the nchc.tv studios college hockey west live has been brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Just to raise barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. The Tag Creative Group, search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Caesar Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. FedEx, simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. And by Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live is live every week on the Podbean app and available along with all of our weekly podcasts. For download at your favorite podcast platform, 
Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, to find any of our shows. That's ITHSW Podcasts. To subscribe, rate, and review the shows, or just tell a friend to help others find the podcast. College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, as usual, my friend. Um, great discussion. Um, a little one-sided, but I'm sure people will listen to it. I'm sure they'll comment again. Um, I'm sure all I'm asking will. for in closing is, can we please just let everybody get a chance to play for a championship? And can we please just make it aesthetically better by looking at it? Uh, I don't care. Uh, I really don't. But you, it looks ridiculous to people from the outside that go like, huh, a 20-win team is 19th and the other four 20-win teams are in the top nine. What's wrong with that twenty, that 19th team? That, that team is number 19. What's wrong with them? Because there's nothing wrong with them. They played the schedule that was put in front of them. They won their games. And they're being basically held down because of it. So, all right. We'll say goodnight with a little Rod Decline, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Tune in tomorrow night. College Hockey Coast to Coast. We're talking Bean Pot. Yeah, yep. East Coast, we hear you. We're talking Bean Pot with somebody that's got some firsthand knowledge in it. Yep. So we'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.